We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Pacific Catch Post Game Show, the morning after. The morning after sounds ominous. Except, <laughs> not not ominous at all. We appreciate you guys letting us uh, take Christmas evening off. We're recording this the morning after. Warriors 123-109 win over the Memphis Grizzlies on Christmas Day. Um, Andy... One to ten, how surprised were you by that performance? Uh, ten, fifteen, really? twenty. Yeah, it, it was. I mean, it shouldn't be, I guess, at this point because the Warriors are a great home team uh, and their veterans got about four days off. It was basically a replica of what Boston. happened against Boston. Right? It was like the same game, but I don't know. It, it felt like Memphis. Again, Memphis was like Boston. They came in to, to chase and they were like, we're going to beat them down. We're going to give them back what they deserve. And, and it didn't happen, which was really cool. I guess, you know, you watch the Warriors play so often on the road and some of these ugly, like, home stinkers. It still catches you by surprise. But, hey, great, great home win. I guess the surprise, Sam, was that the all the role players were amazing. And we'll I get know. to it. That was the big surprise. We'll get to it. But all the role players were amazing. They were, but I feel like we got to start yep. with Clay and Draymond here. Um, you know, we, we've said it. Since Steph got hurt, and by the way, let's just touch on that now, two weeks Kind of seems like it's matching the timeline you and I are speculating, which is he will be back at the end of this homestand or the beginning of the road trip, somewhere around that January 10th, January 13th game. Um, This two-week reevaluation, everything they're saying kind of feels like it's that same timeline. So they're probably going to be without him for the road trip, which is to say the three players the Warriors need to step up and lead did their job. Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, and Draymond Green. Um, I want to start on clay, uh, mostly hmm. because I feel like he's got it the hardest from the fan base. He's kind of had the roughest season overall. You can tell there's some mental stuff going on with him the early part of the season and he was really uncomfortable and it's, I enjoy watching clay have these throwback performances. He didn't even shoot the ball that well tonight uh, against the Grizzlies, but just the, the competitiveness he came out with is yeah. the type of thing that yeah. that he loves to say he's a champion. 
that is the type of thing only guys who've been there have the ability to get to that level. Defense and rebounding, right? Because uh, if you look at the box score, if you look at – I mean, even there were moments in the game where you're like, God damn, Clay. Like some of the shots he was missing was <laughs> – yeah. either they're open or they're, they're 18 seconds on the shot clock. But look, you're right. Nine, rebound, nine rebounds, which I don't even know when the last time Clay had nine rebounds in a game was. Uh, the defense that he played on some of the guys that he got, Dylan Brooks – Desmond Bain. Yeah, Desmond Bain. Hell, some of it was some of it was rust because Desmond had just come back. But some of it was like, dude, Desmond Bain had what two shots open in the game. So, so it was incredible. He, he didn't guard Jaw that much. It was mostly Kaminga and, and Dante DiVincenzo that was on Jaw. But and, and Draymond was was great on the back line, which we'll talk about. But you're right. I mean, this is one of those where Clay at the end of the game pretty much talks about how <laughs> and, and and Memphis fans and classic were took took offense to this was. Basically, hey, this is who we still are. We're still the champions. You're not that team yet. And I think people take offense because they're like, well, Clay, you're not that guy anymore. At the same time, it's even if he's not scoring 35 points a game, you can tell the amount of winning basketball plays that he makes. That's still what makes you a champion. That's not what Dylan Brooks is going to be able to do. Dylan Brooks does a lot of things well, but he's not able to rebound. He's not able to play defense the way, even though I think Dylan Brooks is kind of overrated defensively, by the way. But they don't make those winning plays that Clay has made for a decade, that Draymond has made for a decade, that Jordan Poole made tonight, and then that Dante DiVincenzo. Now we're watching him. We're like, dude, the dude makes winning plays every single game, right? I think that's Clay's point. Nobody ever gets that because they're just mad and they're just like, well, Clay does is not scoring 30, so he doesn't get to say that. But it's like, no, nah, dude, the, the Warriors keep winning. And there's a reason why these Houston teams never win and these Chris Paul teams never win. They never make those plays. And uh, that was pretty cool. He took Desmond Bain out of the game. Actually, let's pull up the audio of what he said. Let's play it. <laughs> what message did you want to send tonight? Man, they were talking about dynasty and all that. You can't talk dynasty when you haven't won before. I don't think people realize how hard that is, the commitment and sacrifice it takes. I mean, you got to sacrifice your body. And I thought that was premature talk, you know, to talk. To even mention that word. But they bring the best out of us, and I think we do the same. And uh, if you know, you don't like them, you got to respect them because uh, they're a threat. Andy, I love when Clay talks. Is this a rivalry? Um, I, I think the Warriors, I think they dislike each other. I don't know if it's a rivalry. Steve mentioned that it's not if you don't play multiple playoff games. But, hey, dude, this is as close as it gets in the NBA to two teams hate each other. That That's worth a rivalry, I think. Like, this is – was this not the most – I mean, it might not have been the best game. I think the Suns and Nuggets, if you – I don't know. You might have been asleep by then. That might have been the best game. But this <laughs> had the most – like, this had the most fireworks. That's worth it. It did. That's worth a rivalry in today's NBA. And I think Memphis talking – and don't worry, Memphis. We'll get to you. Um, I think Memphis talking is what the Warriors needed – to snap out of some of their malaise. You could you tell Clay took it seriously. You could tell Draymond took it seriously. <laughs> so let's talk about Draymond, who is this week's Chase Cashback Player of the Week. Draymond Green. Um, it, just a vintage Draymond game against the Grizzlies. Three total points, 13 assists, 13 rebounds. But if you watch the game, you might come away from saying that's the best player on the floor. He was at the heart of everything they did. He got them out running. Jordan Poole hit his shots. Clay hit shots at times. Uh, Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb hit a ton of shots. But 
it was just a quintessential Draymond game where he was everywhere and did all the little things to make the Warriors win. Three points and drew four fouls on Jaron Jackson. I mean, come on, we got to throw that in the box score. Yeah. He, he, um, he was to me the best player of this game. Correct. He was the best player, and when the Warriors are are this unstoppable, especially defensively, it's all because of Draymond. It's no, it's nobody else. Kaminga, Dante, and Clay are great, but this guy is an all timer. Uh, the play that, I mean, it, it's the energy. I, I was tweeting about the Draymond antics. When he turns it up, he obviously got a tech, which is classic Draymond. So he's toeing the line. Mm-hmm. He's about to get kicked out, but you know he's not because he actually wants to win this game. And he's essentially taunting Dylan Brooks. He's taunting John Morant, who you got to block on. He draws a foul on Jaron Jackson right out of halftime. Right out of halftime. Just dribbles right into him, flops. Jaron's gone. Right? And that was, I mean, Jaron's one of the best defensive players himself in the league, and he didn't even play a minute. And probably the <laughs> second most important player on the Grizzlies. So, yeah, by far, by yeah. far. And Draymond just took him out the game so fast. And uh, I, I don't – Draymond still got that, right? The problem with the Warriors, again, is that can they do it every game? Can they do it every game? But you're seeing it right now. You saw it game six in Boston. When Draymond's completely locked in and in the flow, I mean, what can you do? J- Jalen Brown was in hell. Jason Tatum was in hell. And tonight, Jaron Jackson was in hell. And even John Morant, who had a great first half, completely shut off in the second half. He was done. And- and that is why Draymond is your Chase Cashback Player of the Week. I mean, I mean, you you're correct. End of the day, this team goes as far as Steph and Draymond take them, and Clay as well. And when those, you know, Steph is Mister Consistent. Like you don't have to worry about his performance. He's he's probably the best player in the league still. Draymond and Clay are more the ones where it's like there's a little up and down to their play, but just knowing that they can get to this level, I think is all you need to see. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's get to um let's get to some of the uh the role players in this and then let's let's talk a little grizz real quick. So uh, this has to be Steve Kerr's favorite game of the season because oh boy. Ty Jerome, Anthony Lamb, just a strength in numbers. It's funny because it's both the strength in numbers game and it's not a strength in numbers game. Like a typical strength in numbers game doesn't have Clay playing 40 minutes and Draymond playing 35 and all that sort of stuff, but also at the same time, they got a lot of contributions from key bench players. They even throw Moses Moody in there as well. I thought Moody had a really good game. Uh, Kuminga played really well. And we'll talk Wiseman because I think he was, in some ways, the 
um, the story of all the bench guys, but just up and down, just a quintessential strength in numbers type of performance on that bench. Uh, it was both Steve Kerr's favorite game as well as Joe Lacob's favorite game, right? Because <laughs> it's you got to see the two-way guys show up. Like you said, Ty, Ty Jerome made Tyus Jones look like he was 5'8". I like Tyus Jones. I, I like John Moran, but goddamn, those guys are small. And those right. guys are bad defensively. And Ty Jerome, it was cool to see someone go in there and just said, you know what? I'm just going to – you can't fuck, you can't guard me. <laughs> like, it is six Ty- inches shorter. Yeah. yeah. It's Ty Jerome. It's Ty Jerome. I also, like, I really enjoyed Jordan Poole doing that. Just super aggressive, mm-hmm. no bullshit. Right to the rim or come off the screen and shoot a three. So kudos to Ty Jerome. I was awesome. Anthony Lamb, massive, massive, massive threes uh, coming off the bench. And also, I mean, he just kind of makes always the right plays. He took a charge. Almost died trying to take a charge against John Morant, but he's always in the right place. Uh, and to your point, the young guys, I'm going to talk about Wiseman uh, because I thought Kaminga did his usual and then Moses Moody kind of did his usual. But yeah, Wiseman to me was the most, the most impressive. Sam, was he the most impressive guys out of the, the bench guys? I guess you could throw Tydro, but like yeah, long term, right? That was kind of. We got, um, we got Steve. I'm going to pull up Steve Kerr's uh, quotes right now. On Wiseman, let's play it real quick. You know, he plays eight, only eight minutes. I don't think he took a shot, but I mean, you see him like that. I mean, was that one of the better performances of his career in well, some ways? He's great defensively, great. You know, just patrolling the paint, uh, staying in between uh, the ball and the basket, but still being able to cover uh, the Roman, um, you know, playing the cat and mouse game. You know. Do you which game do you think Steve was more impressed by? Wiseman scoring zero points and getting five rebounds, uh, playing defense or scoring thirty against Brooklyn? <laughs> do you think? Do you think Steve Kerr even cared about him scoring? Th- what what point total in Brooklyn would Steve have cared about? Forty five, maybe if he scored forty five points, Steve would have been. Like, or just okay. if the game was within twenty points <laughs> at any point. I mean, but that's kind of the point. It's Steve's Steve's a lot of things, but he's very consistent with what he wants. He he wants Wiseman to defend and rebound, and this was by far his best defensive game, maybe ever as a Warrior. Definitely this season. I'd have to think pretty hard about his ever, rookie year. Ever, in my <laughs> opinion. Ever, easily, too. Easily. Only eight minutes, but impactful, positive minutes. Plus, minus shows it, for those of you who like that. Um, I, I just think it's – if he can play like this, he will have a consistent role in the rotation. Uh, I think Steve is going to try to hammer that home. If he plays – like he's played in a lot of the other games, which is no effort on the boards and no no defense. I think Steve's going to pull him the way he did with Kuminga a lot of the year, um, and see if he can drill that home. But I we saw today, like I wasn't sure if Wiseman could defend like this at least for one game against a very good Memphis team. He showed that it's in there and it's it's possible he can continue to give them good minutes. Yeah, I, I didn't. <clears throat> there was nothing you would. Nothing we saw that foreshadowed him playing like this last night. So I I, I was kind of shocked. Uh, the rim protection was great. It's not that he was getting huge blocks. It was just the fact that he was affecting shots, which is all the Warriors need and rebounding, right? Like to your point, five rebounds in eight minutes. I mean, that's what that's really what the Warriors need, especially when Looney's on the bench. Um, and then there was still some kind of weird positioning issues with him and Kaminga because they kind of just operate in the same space. But I, I think that's fine. I actually wanted him to play a little bit more than eight minutes. I thought that was kind of short, but uh, the Warriors needed a win. That's why that's why Clay played 40 and they were guys coming off rest. I think 
one of the things, and I think this is a, a direct comparison to last year's Christmas game against the Suns, which the Warriors won shorthanded. I think some people thought maybe maybe they would lose that game. They're missing a couple guys, but um, all their wings. Yeah, uh, but it somehow worked out right with the with GP two and Otto. I do think is this the start of something for Wiseman? Because last year we thought it was the start of something for Kaminga, and then Kaminga kind of vanished, and he was on the bench for a month after. So for Wiseman, I think the important thing is: is this going to be eight, ten minutes off the bench this entire home stretch, or is it just going to be once Wiggins comes back and maybe some of the other guys play better, like he's gone again? So I think that'll be interesting to see because I mean this is the best. That was the best eight minutes that he's ever played in a Warriors jersey. Can that sustain itself for the next 10 games? Or is it kind of similar to what you said? Or is it similar to Kaminga? Is it just is it just a flash and then it's gone? Like so so I'd I'd be curious, but that was I mean, that was really impressive, man. I, I don't I don't I don't know if that's how Wiseman wants to play, but if he plays like that, he's gonna play. Yeah. Um I it'll be interesting to see because this homestand gives them an opportunity to like really get some confidence to get going. Like we, by now everyone's seen the record. They're 13 and two at home and uh, three and 16 on the road. So uh, it is what it is. They're an amazing home team and they're a terrible road team right now. Um, they, they got seven more at home over the next two and a half weeks. Good opportunity for Wiseman to build on this and continue moving forward. Um, and, and let's just see what happens there. I think it's, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to monitor. Uh, but definitely the biggest surprise of the story of the game so far. And you know what? Like, good for him and good for the Warriors young guys. Because I think this is what this is what they thought they had all year. And, like, let's be honest, through the first 30 games, absolutely not what's happened. But if it turns here, they got a little lucky with the rest of the West being mediocre. So they haven't really lost too much ground. Now it's like, let's make a run and let's see what happens. You know, no Warriors-Grizzlies game. <laughs> would not be complete without the whining. Oh my shout out to Memphis Grizzlies who talk more than anyone pregame only to cry afterwards every time. Dylan Brooks on Clay's taunt. Refs let it happen. He's doing it all game and then they want to ca- uh, catch the bad guy. That's whack to me. Fucking fucking up calls and putting the wrong guys at the free throw line, it was a circus. Should have had different refs. First off, the refs that ejected Jordan Poole for doing nothing, I think most Warrior fans would feel like the refs were uh, not necessarily favoring them in some capacity, but like it's always the same with Memphis. They, they oh talk God. so much pregame, and then afterwards, and usually it's a um, friend of the show, Taylor Jenkins, just like <laughs> whining whining about how the league needs to suspend players and, you know, just typical like Karen behavior on their behalf. But it's like, dude, you can't talk that much and then just then not take it when you lose. It's, it's not endearing. It's not, it's, they are the up and coming basketball team of the, of the NBA. They are going to be, you know, what many think maybe the next golden state warriors. Right, I think you have today's old guard of the Warriors. You have the current contenders with Giannis and and the Celtics over there. And I think Memphis and New Orleans are the two teams that are these the guys that are going to be there. This is not the way to do that. Like this is a bad look for them 
and everyone else. And I think part of it is it's not to trash talking because I think Dylan Brooks, the, the talking is great for the league. This is the hatred for each other is great for the league. John Morant saying, yeah, I'm not worried about anybody in the West. Great for the NBA. But like you said, it is the fact that you are whining after the game when one, you don't show up, Dylan Brooks, you don't show up, you lose the game. And then after the game, you whine about it. That's what is bad for this rivalry. That's what's bad. And, you know, I, they've done it before. I do think some of this is, is it just Dylan Brooks? Because I didn't. we didn't hear anything from Jaron Jackson or John Morant after the game. They've all done it at different times. That's fair. That's fair. You That's are fair. right. Like, this is Dylan Brooks does it more than the other. It does feel like it's <laughs> like it's never Desmond Bain. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like he just he doesn't he doesn't really talk and he doesn't talk afterwards either. It's kind of always been Dylan Brooks and um uh Taylor Jenkins on their end more than anyone. Um but uh but yeah, man, it's just you know you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on the record and put it this way. Uh-oh. This is why I think the Pelicans are actually the young team to fear. They don't they don't say shit, they just beat you. And move forward. They may dance a little on the court. They may, you know, Zion may throw one down and do <laughs> stuff like that. But they're not like desperately searching headlines. Like I swear to God, the Grizzlies, they got kind of a Lob City vibe to them, where they just wow. love the cameras. You know what I'm saying? They just love being the center of attention. Uh, but then when they get hit in the mouth, they're victims. Pelicans, they're kind of doing stuff the right way, more so. And, you know, let, let's see where this goes, because it's always I wouldn't care about this Dylan Brooks quote if they didn't do the same thing after every loss in the Western Conference semifinals. I mean, I think even uh, Van Gundy said on the broadcast, like they've only been to the second round. Relax. You and, know? They be, and they beat the Minnesota Timberwolves in a six game series that I think many people said uh, Minnesota was the better team. Impressive. Was Minnesota the better team for first? And and nobody likes Minnesota. Nobody thinks Minnesota. Not likes. Nobody thinks Minnesota's real team. We got another quote here. No, we we got our guy. We got our guy, the rascal Reggie. Yeah, friend of the show, asked us, and I wanted your opinion on this. Are they Suns level frauds right now? The thing about the Memphis Grizzlies is that. They're not even as good as the Suns in the regular season. <laughs> the Suns won 60 plus. Like the Suns people had as a championship favorite and then made it to the NBA Finals. So I think I think there might be some wear going on with the Memphis Grizzlies where are they just not as good as we thought even the regular season? Because you watch the game tonight, you're like, John Moran is amazing. But when when he stops hitting the bullshit three-pointers, you can saw in the second half, everything goes away. The Warriors play the same game plan, by the way, with Memphis that they did with LeBron in Cleveland, which is go get your 35, go get your social media MVP, but we're going to win this basketball game, right? And you look at the rest of the Memphis Grizzlies, even if Jaron Jackson is out there, how much does he media MVP? <laughs> like how, how much does Jaron do, do on the court outside of shoot, shoot offensively outside of shoot, push shot threes as a seven footer Desmond Bain, who's a very good player. Doesn't not really great. As, so it's like not really great as green shot. And then you look at everyone else. It's, you know, Santi Aldama, I know you like him, but he's not not much out there, right? He's young. Everyone's just super young. Zaire Williams has taken a step back. So, Sam, I don't know how great – they're a deep team, but I don't know how great in a postseason series the rest of their young players are. So, I don't even know if they're as good as the Suns. 
that that's my thing. Like I, the Suns are a good basketball team. Come on, like they're healthy. I don't even know if Memphis is as good as them. Yeah, I mean we'll see. Um, let, you have let's... another take. You have another take though with with the Suns. You you think they're just as you think they're just as fraudulent. You think or or the Houston. I mean, like the Houston Rockets, the Harden Rockets were kind of similar. I always thought the Houston Rockets were really, really, really good. They just went up against a team that was all time with KD and Steph and those guys. Like, there's not much you could do, right? But I don't, I don't disagree with you on this. I think I'm, I like a lot of the Grizzlies players individually, but I'm just looking at them. I'm like, are they really just a regular season tryhard team? Like, unless Jaron Jackson's going to take a step or Desmond Bain's going to take a step. It's kind of like jaw, do your thing, and everyone else plays hard, but they don't really have that much in them. Like, don't they feel like they're they're kind of a a player short there a little bit? But whatever. I mean, my whole thing is they talk a lot for a team who hasn't accomplished anything, yeah. uh, and they don't own it. That's the bigger thing. Own it if you're going to talk. Um, and Warriors start one and zero on the road trip. I just want your thoughts on this before we get to the voicemails. Yeah. I said before uh, the the Grizzlies game, five and three would be a successful homestand without Steph Curry. Yeah. One and oh, taking a game that quite frankly, they probably should have lost. Not the way that they played, but like if you're looking at it, you're like, this is the hardest game of the eight home games, right? Grizzlies coming into town, yeah. probably yeah. the hardest game. We all said L. I did. I assumed if they were going to take three L's, I was going to be one of them. Um are you feeling confident that they can go five and three now at home? Or are you thinking, or are you, uh, you getting greedy <laughs> five and three, dude, <clears throat> five and three is what they need to be at this win or not, because we've seen too often this team kind of blow games. I watched them lose to the Indiana Pacers at home. So I'm not going to, here's the thing about this game. I don't mean to like be the bad guy, but they got like, yes, you do. Clay, Clay, <laughs> Clay Draymond got like two weeks off before this game, man. And they look mm-hmm. really good, especially Draymond. So they got a back-to-back, which the only back-to-back they have on this homestand on Tuesday and Wednesday. So let, mm-hmm. let's see how they look on the back. Can they steal – not steal, but can they win both? They win both. They're at 500. Now you're talking about five games left to go. Now you could really make this homestand kind of the, the season. So I, I said after the game, is this a season-defining win, like a season-changing win? Against right, we, we're not, not going to know for a couple of weeks or a month if exactly. that's actually. We might look back at this in February and be like, they were a mess. They got it together on Christmas, and then Warriors back. And or, I, yep. <laughs> or, or it's kind of the same shit. I, I thought that about Boston. Like that's a season changing win, and then no, actually that didn't, game didn't matter. But oh, then Nemart's going to drop thirty on them again. And, yeah, at night. But the difference is they got seven home games, right? That's the difference. Se- I seven home games. So. I do think this homestand has the opportunity to be the moment in which they they get a little good mojo back, they get Steph back, and then they go on a run. So it could be. I mean, that's, I think that's what we're all hoping. Like it, this, this is a game where James Wiseman found something he could do to help the team. Sure, they got a big win, and they're they're going to start putting some stuff together. We got a super chat, and then we're going to get to your voicemails from Awesome. Memphis can't take that next step with Dylan Brooks. Not a shooter, but a scorer needs the ball so Baines doesn't get the ball. Your second best player. Um, I don't agree with that because Bane is kind of like Clay. Uh, Bane's got to be able to get open off ball. Yeah. And Clay specifically, maybe it's because he plays the same way and he knew all the tricks, or maybe maybe it is Clay game four days off just. You know, the, the thing with his injuries is it's not that he doesn't know how to play. It's that his body doesn't let him do it every day. 
So when he gets a couple days break, he looks like the Clay Thompson we knew from before. It's when he has to play four games in six nights where you're like, man, he's looking old type of stuff, right? So um, maybe it's that, but it's like, I think think what you saw today is like Desmond Bain, and it might just be rust. He's good, but there's levels to being kind of that like elite off-ball scoring option. He's not there yet. Oh, uh, no. Um, and also, Clay's taller. I mean, he's just taller, and his shot's quicker. Mm-hmm. And, 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 like, those things just matter more. Uh, you're not Steph Curry. You can't just dribble, 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 and get your shot off no matter mm-hmm. what. Like, if you if you want to be an all-time off-ball guy like Clay, and I think part of it is just rust. I don't know. Desmond yeah. Bain looked pretty damn good at the beginning of the season. I I was saying how this guy, like, this guy just took a Clay Thompson leap. He had a better handle than Clay, so he can get a shot off a little better. So I think part of it is just rust for Desmond Bain. But I think the Dylan Brooks stuff is real. I'm glad Austin brought this up because I was thinking this in game two. There is too much Dylan Brooks. <laughs> too much Dylan Brooks on offense. I don't know who likes it. I don't know who's asking for it. Dylan Brooks likes Dylan it. Dylan Brooks That's is sure. definitely asking for it. There is too much, man. And he actually made a couple of shots, but there is a lot, a lot. A Don't lot you of feel like he's one of those guys? You almost hope he makes his first shot. Oh, so yeah. he thinks like, oh, oh yeah. it's my night, Kobe, you know, <laughs> and 20 more shots are coming. And that's, <laughs> that's helpful for the for the Warriors. I, I mean, that happened actually in the in that series. Now, they kind of had no choice uh, to with, with some of the guys. But I think that that's where it's that's where I think the style with jaw is going to be which is going to be interesting. But I mean, that, this is not a Memphis show. It's just. Those guys need to figure some stuff out because it's not like the Memphis is world beaters. If you look at their record, Sam, they've been struggling against West teams. They're at 500 and they struggle on the road. They're just as bad as the Warriors on the road. So it's not, it's not like entire, Memphis entire is. Entire West is a, is a mid off. Yeah, it, it really, it really <laughs> is. The Warriors are still not in the play in and they're only a couple games from being in the five seat. Like, what is, what is that even? Again, everyone's, everyone's going to end the season winning between 35 and 45 games. Oh like, that's what God. It, oh, my God. kind of like what it looks like, to be honest with you. But, yeah. 45, um, 45. It's disgusting. 43-win three-seed. Just gross. All right, let's get – you'll get to the voicemails. Uh, the goons did not disappoint, so we're going to run through these. I despise Dillian Brooks. And the Warriors also despise Dillian Brooks. This dude talks so much shit. <laughs> it's garbage. He's a hack. It's the illness. It? That's what I say. Garbage player. Garbage player. <laughs> he got so mad he just cut himself off. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we I feel like he's just piggybacking what we were just saying. Yeah. I haven't had any the fun of these voicemails, by the way, guys, is uh neither Andy or I have listened to this episode's one. So these are these are live reactions. What a great Christmas Day win. We now know that Dylan Brooks is actually named <laughs> Dylan Crooks. <laughs> Over under, will all of these be about Dylan Brooks? <laughs> what do we got? Ten? All of them. Hey, look, do you think let me ask you this. Do you think 70%. the Warriors I think the Warriors feels like they go at Dylan Brooks more than they go at anyone else? Well, we were just talking about, do you think they know they can just bait him into like, yeah, it's like too easy. It's like, oh, I'm going to get under this guy's skin and he's going to try to go full Kobe. Only he's not that player. So it'll be a nice six for 24 night, you know, (laughs) type of thing. Six for Kobe's. I I just, to me, it feels a little, uh, sorry, a fly just flew in my room. Great. Uh, (laughs) it, It feels a little, uh. 
it feels a little they don't respect him. I, I don't don't think that, you know, with Jaw they respect him. With Jaron, I think they know how good he is. Like you said, with Bane, he doesn't talk much. It feels like they don't respect Dylan Brooks more than anyone else. Uh, it feels like they you don't see Clay often go after a guy like that. But again, man, hey, I mean, Clay went after J- Jaron Jackson in the press conference after. So I might be wrong. I'm, I might be grasping at straws here. It just might be a let's bait Dylan Brooks because he's just bad at basketball. A little bit of everything. <laughs> As we see from record, the refs is the worst thing I've ever seen from a referee, bro. The worst thing. Ridiculous. So. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, dude, we JP didn't... was dropping 30, and they threw him out of the game for what? Like, Silver, fix your league, bro. Fix your league. You want, you want to talk about refs for a second? I want to talk about the JP ejection real quick. Okay. Uh, we we kind of danced around it earlier, but it's just like, was that one of the softer ejections you've ever seen? Like, yeah. I didn't even see what he did. Yeah. He apparently gave him a look. and like. To be fair, he kind of can he can make dickish expressions. Let's be real. You know, yeah. he can act like an ass. Uh, but like, come on, ref, you're gonna eject him for that on Christmas Day. What are we doing here? Uh yeah, the whole thing, I think the whole game was horrifically ref. Both sides. Mm-hmm. I mean, both sides uh missed calls left and right, then just way too ticky tack fouls being called, and then just te- texts given out uh to to stuff that just let him play basketball. Now I think with the Warriors, I think the refs are in their heads. I think it's becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy. I think the Warriors think that, and maybe, you know, they might be right. I think they think they're giving unfair calls. They're given unfair calls right now. And I think you can see the reactions to, like, it could just be one or two calls to start a game, and these guys are just livid. I mean, literally in the first quarter, you saw Draymond just throw his hands up and lost it. On, on a foul call. Jonathan Kaminga gets a tech because he's just he's just like, oh my god. And and part of it's like, guys, you just gotta play through this. You can't just every every single foul just whine and throw and just throw a fit. But you can see the reason that they're doing it, I think, is they believe that they're being unjustly called more than any other team. Whether that's true or not, say I just it's what it looks like. And Jordan Poole, you can see him. The reason why he's doing that, he's like, you guys are calling me for bullshit travels. How many times yesterday we see Ja carry the ball? I mean, every possession he was carrying the ball. I'm sure Jordan Poole knows that. He's like, well, what the? Why am I being called Dude, for? Dude, everyone, everyone carries. There's yeah. a name a ball handler. <laughs> name Steph, a ball Steph, handler who doesn't Steph, carry. Steph, come on, Steph, come on. Easy. Bob Cousy. <laughs> Bob Cousy never carried. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Hey, boys. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Good ass wind and drinking some wine and scotch all day, celebrating Christmas. Was expecting the Warriors to lose by 20 after what I saw them do in person in New York. But uh, alas, we got a great win. Uh, can anybody make the case that Draymond shouldn't be the defensive player of the year? I understand what they've done on the road, and they've looked like garbage, usually not his fault. When he's locked and he's the best defender on planet Earth, and, man, the, the Grizzlies, again, I said that they were scary. Mental midgets, mental midgets, tiny, tiny <laughs> brain people talking all this shit. Win, win a meaningful playoff series. Like, hang the banner for being the Southeast champs, guys. Like, sorry, team. Uh, I like Ja because he's actually good at basketball, but Dylan Brooks is one of the most unlikable and embarrassing players in the league. Desmond Bain's cool because he's the Clay Thompson of the team. And, you know, I, I like Steven Adams, but, uh, oh, oh, my God, okay, so. The Cardinals just fumbled on third and one. The Bucks are going to get a Mickey Mouse one again. This is so crazy. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, uh, 
great Warriors win. Hard, hard to not celebrate. Great Christmas, immaculate vibes. You know, seven game homestand coming up. I think they could go five and two without Steph, and they'll be right back in it. The West still runs through the Bay Area. I'm not even slightly concerned. Talk to me in April if I'm still nervous, but right now, not at all. Merry Christmas, boys. Shout out Lightyear's Pod. Hope everybody had a good one. Wait, oh my God. Also, really good James Wiseman game. I mean, maybe maybe we're just building up his trade value. He's just game drunk rambling. His job eight minutes. It. it was his best game of the I love it. Love it. Keep it up, big Jim. <laughs> Over under 12 drinks for Mikis at the time of the call. Too many wines, way over. Too many wines. He sounds half asleep. By the way, my friends love Mikis. They just they just call him Mikis. They're like, "Yo, the Mikis calling." The Mikas. I'm like, you "Guys, know his name is actually Mike, but, you know, it's great. The guy's the guy's an all-star, man. I always always calling Mikis. You are you are in demand. Um, you are correct. Uh, I'm going to need the rundown of the different wines he drank. That sounds like yeah, you you're that sounds like a lot of red wine, a lot of cab, yes. maybe a little Pinot Noir, you know, yes. uh, maybe, you know, getting into the Merlot at the end because uh, he has nothing else in the, in the cabinet. I'm anyway. a white wine guy now. Do you know that? I changed over. Just, just, just off the fact, <laughs> just off the fact. I'm a white woman, as you know, as, the, as my, as my loyal <laughs> followers know me as uh, a red wine puts me to sleep. I can't do it, man. I can't. Ah, you just, you just end up asleep on the couch. I can't do it. After like two glasses, I just, I, oh, you know, that's it. I got news for you. It doesn't matter what you drink. All men fall asleep on the couch at a certain age. It's just what we do. At a certain age, you're just tired. You put sports on and you just start snoring. Uh, Tim, let's get to the next one. Yo, here's my hot take. Those refs were trash. Mark Davis needs to catch a $15 beer to the noggin. That's what I'm thinking. Um, Wiseman playing with some heart. Didn't see that coming. Turning the whole damn thing around. Let's go dubs. (laughs) Fifteen dollar beer. <laughs> we got we so we got um we got two Dylan Brooks calls, two Mark Davis calls, and two Wiseman shoutouts. So current, let's keep it going. Let's see where we end this. Hey Sam and Andy, first time caller, long time listener. Um, first of all, you guys are my favorite pontificators. Um, huge checkbook win from the Warriors with Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb going off. Um, I was really impressed with the three young guys, um, but I was also rolling in my grave knowing that none of them are going to get moved um, because of that <laughs> well, was great one win. So, uh, anyways, I was also annoyed that um, thinking about Dante, um, Dante's not going to get re-signed in the offseason. And, yeah, Merry Christmas. Got dark there at the end. It did. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's keep moving, Tim. <laughs> hey, this is Misha. Called from SF. First time, long time. Just want to say Dylan Brooks is a fucking joke. And he deserves every bad thing that happens to him. And he had the temerity to say the refs fall. The refs didn't give him that many points. Like, the refs spotted him like nine technicals. So he can get the fuck out of here. Thanks. Bye. I think Dylan Brooks is going to win the caller segment. <laughs> you know, I, Dylan Brooks is good for the for the for this rivalry. He is good for them. I mean, now, you know, when he's not knocking guys out in midair and he's not breaking guys' elbows and taking them out for a couple of weeks, he is. He is what the NBA needs. It's like Draymond. Draymond is what the NBA needs. NBA needs 
people. They need villains. You know, it's like Batman needs the Joker, Sam. The Warriors, they need the Grizzlies. You know, the Suns are a joke. The Houston Rockets, James Harden, those guys are gone. LeBron is, my God, you see that Lakers game today? I mean, yesterday, <laughs> that was terrible. So, I don't know. The, the Warriors, it's been a decade of just peak, amazing entertainment. And it's so cool that I, I saw somebody tweet out that the Warriors now are the old heads that keep beating up on the younger guys. It's cool because you and I, we've been watching the Warriors when they were the guys that were trying to go at the Miami Heat. So, uh, and the Spurs, and they could never Spurs? beat the Spurs. Yeah. They're now they kind of are the Spurs now. So, yeah. oh, we have one more. We actually have one more. We actually got one more. All right, let's go out with the last one. Oh, that should be good. Hey guys, uh, my name is RJ. Uh, long time listener, first time caller. I'm in the middle of a family Christmas party right now. I'm in the restroom. I'm going to fuck Memphis, fuck the Grizzlies, Warriors win, Warriors win. Thank you. I don't good. think there's a better way to get out of here. Pretty That's good. perfect. That's perfect. We appreciate everyone. We'll be back after uh, in a couple days.